0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is series two, episode 327 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of November the 16th to 22nd, Ether 6 to 11, that evil may be done away. Uh, And today we're concluding the chapter 10 and 11 today, uh, covering again the, the principle that righteous leaders bless the people they lead in Ether 7 to 11. Now, before I dive into this, it's a very exciting weekend. Uh, we just had a message yesterday. Uh, so I'm in the UK. So the message from President Nelson took place at 6 p.m. Uh, and I'm recording this the Saturday morning after that message. Uh, and so I'm having the the wonderful blessing to have just reviewed that and just ponder that in my heart and began the, um, the two uh, invitations that he gave to all members Well, not all just members of the church, but all that were watching and listening. It was incredible, really, to watch just the the watch count rise. I saw it hit 500,000 at one stage, but it may well have increased to more. Um, But but what I loved about it is just the feeling that came. And I'll talk about it all uh, tomorrow in our study session where where we usually take a break from our Come Follow Me study. I mean, we've got a, a whole section here to finish, uh, and to be honest, um, it's just getting worse and worse. Um, let's go back to where we started or finished off yesterday. So in Ether twelve twenty, sorry, Ether ten twenty eight, it's actually going pretty well. As we read, there was never a more blessed people um, than they, and they have been prospered by the hand, prospered by the hand of the Lord, and things are going really well, which is great news. But then. Um, Hartham is born. He reigns in the stead of his father for 24 years and the kingdom is taken away from him. He has Heth in captivity and Heth has Aaron and, and Aaron is in captivity and he has Am- Amnigidah and Amnigida is in captivity all his days and Coriantum has, is, is had by him and he's in captivity all his days and he has come. So we're talking here about one, two, three, four, five generations of these leaders who are in captivity. We're talking a good hundred years or more. Um, and so we don't really know what the state of the people is like at this time. But then we know that Com draws away half the kingdom. He fights against the current king um, and Com wins and gains um, the rest of the kingdom. But during this time, there is the Gadianton robbers. They start to um, destroy, seek to destroy the kingdom again. Interestingly, at this stage, Com fights against them. And as we've seen in the past, usually when a, when a leader is righteous and he fights against the wickedness in the land, um, you know, things start to get better. But in this case, Com starts to fight, but he doesn't prevail against them. And this is when we start to see the the, the real dissent. Because, or oh, dissent, because after this, um, we see in verse, sorry, chapter 11 of Ether, there's a definite shift in the tone. Before it was, you know, righteousness, wickedness, righteousness, wickedness, leading up to this point where the people were in such a, a happy, blessed, and righteous state. There was a ne- there was a never a more blessed people. It doesn't say there was a more happier people. It says there was a never a more blessed people, which is interesting as well. Um, just considering how you know, how we can look for the blessings we receive and give thanks for those things. Referring to President Nelson's uh, message yesterday. But uh, in chapter 11, there's a definite shift because the the rate of how many prophets come and testify f- to the people just dramatically increases. Uh, in verse 1 of chapter 11, it says, And it, there came also in the days of Com many prophets and prophesied of the destruction of that great people, except they should repent. But in verse 2, it says they were re- rejected by the people and they fled unto Com for, prote- for protection and they prophesied unto Con many things and he was blessed in all the remainder of his days. Now Con obviously protected these prophets and again, you know, in the past when we had the other king and I can't remember his name now, when we had the king who... um, Commanded the the people to listen, to not kill the prophets and and to listen and that repentance began to happen, but in this case again with Com they just he, he obviously was able to protect them but there wasn't able, he wasn't able to do much more than that. However, despite all the the rampant wickedness around him, he was blessed in all the remainder of his days, uh, which is uh, interesting. Again, we have this this principle that no matter what wickedness is going on around us, the blessings can still be available to us. In verse 3, sorry, in verse 4, he has, um, after a good old age, he has Shiblon. Shiblon um, reigns, but the brother of Shiblon rebels against him, and there's another war. And this just seems to be the the common narrative throughout the Jaredite history. This wasn't even necessarily something we saw much in the Nephite age. However, um, this is very much fast-forwarded. So if we were to fast-forward through the Nephite times, perhaps we would see in much more starker contrast, the uh, the wars and the uh, disagreements and the bloodsheds between these this that, that people, as much as we see this one, um, and then prophets again come in verse five. There was a great calamity in all the land, for they had testified that a great curse should come upon the people of the land. Such as one had never had been seen on the face before, and they hearken not unto the Lord because of their wicked combinations. Wherefore there began to be wars and contentions, such as one had never been known upon the face of the earth. Um, but then, after all this war and wicked uh, war and destruction, the people begin to repent. The Lord has mercy on them. You think, here we go. They're starting to repent. That they're, they're making the way back. Maybe we've got at least some generations of um, of peace and of righteousness. But then um, Shiblon was slain, and Seth was brought into captivity. Um, and Aha, his son, did obtain the kingdom. And he um, does all iniquity. So I don't even know how many generations pass away here. Maybe one, possibly. But then there's there's wickedness again by the leader. And once the leader is wicked, we know that the people begin to do wicked. And the next leader, Ethan, being a descendant of Aha, did take the kingdom, and he did what was wicked. And again, there's prophets. In three instances, very quickly, uh, we have prophets coming to to testify to the people. These prophets are suddenly appearing a lot more. Doesn't that teach us a lot? Um, you know, in the world that we live in, that prophets have come to our earth relatively recently uh, in the history of mankind. For two almost two thousand years before them, there were no pro- uh, or prophets with the authority from God on the earth, and suddenly we have. A whole line, a succession of prophets. Are we preparing ourselves for, for what they're testifying of? Are we? Did we make sure we tuned in to President Nelson's message yesterday? And if we didn't, so we haven't still had time to listen to that. Are we? Have we listened yet? We need to listen now because um, I really felt the Spirit strongly when he um, when he shared that message. And I, again, I keep referring to it. I'll talk about it more tomorrow. Um, but again, the prophets come and testified. Um, they wouldn't listen, though, and he Ethan has Moron, uh, which is a wonderful name, and he reigns in wickedness, and then there's secret combinations, there's rebellions, Moron loses half his kingdom, but then he gains it back, um, and then there's another mighty man who's a descendant of Jared, he overthrows Moron, and he keeps him in captivity, and then we have uh, Coriantor, and Coriantor then, um, in his time, there is also many prophets. This is the fourth instance now within a few generations that there are many prophets testifying of things. But this time, there is a difference in what they're testifying of. It's not just destruction and, um, you know, how they'll they'll lose all their their blessings if they don't repent. But uh, in verse 21, it says, and that the Lord God would send or bring forth another people to possess the land by his power after the manner by which he brought their fathers. So here we're now getting a foreshadowing of the Nephites coming. They were testified to, and they were told that if they did not repent, a different people would come and take this land, suggesting that they would not have it anymore. Um, and Corianta then has Ether, and he dwells in captivity. Ha- well, Corianta dwells in, had, had had dwelt in ca- captivity all his days. And this is where the, um, the narrative pauses. Uh, Moroni has an important message in regards to all this, because... At this stage now, we've seen what has happened. We've seen the Great Descent and we've seen that it's getting worse. The prophets are coming in much more frequency. They're testifying much more boldly and strongly of things that are to come. And yet the people are repenting less and less. Uh, and so this now sets the stage for the end of the, the the Jaredite record, but also a wonderful chapter by Moroni, which I'm sure will we'll gain many things from. Thank you very much for listening to this this study today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do uh, follow the podcast uh, on Facebook. You can uh, join uh, Church Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can also email ldstudysession at gmail.com if you have any feedback or if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.